for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is December 8th, 2023. I am your host, Aaron Blasey. Today, I have an in-studio guest, Mr. Tyler Bentley, and we are going to be doing segment four of the rise and fall of bow hunting. And uh, if you guys are just tuning in to this segment ba- or this series, basically, what we're doing is, is Tyler, he runs the Rise Hunt uh, YouTube channel, and he's been doing it for how many years now? Long time, since 2014. Yeah, so he, I mean, he does it every year. He, what he does is a segment series. So every two weeks, he drops a segment, uh, you know, throughout the fall. And we're on segment four now. So basically what we've been doing is just recapping these hunts, kind of going into a little more of a deep dive than what you do on the film and uh, just kind of get it out there for everybody. And it's just a good way to let everybody hear the extra stuff that you weren't able to put in there. Right. For so, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So before we get into this, though, I, I do want to uh, get uh, some partner reads here because the reason being is uh, a lot of partners that are partnered with the fall podcast are running holiday sales with, uh, you know, Christmas coming up. So first latitude outdoors, you can use the code, uh, the fall podcast for 15% off. And right now, uh, orders over $99, you get free shipping. Okay. And to ensure that you get it by Christmas, you got to order by December 15th. Okay. So orders $99 above $99, you get free shipping. I want to I want to hit on these 10 mil ropes as well. We have some 10 mil ropes that uh, are really good ropes. They're you know they're compact, they're light, and they actually are stronger than like the 11 mil ropes. So it's a, a really good addition. We got some really cool color schemes for that. So check them out. Also the Carbon SS climbing sticks got a lot of those in stock too. So uh, if you're looking for any of that stuff, go to latitudeoutdoors.com. Next one is which we're going to be talking about this one again today because Tyler. He uh, he zippered a good buck in this one. So uh, Helix Broadheads. Right now, you can use the code FALLHX10 to save some money on these Helix Broadheads. They have the FJ2s, the FJ4s, and honestly, it's a single bevel broadhead, and the single bevel is great for stability and flight. It's, it's, it's a really good broadhead, and honestly, my opinion, it is the most accurate fixed blade broadhead I've ever shot in my life. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> Man of many words <laughs> Not over much there. to say, right? <laughs> yeah. Single bubble design. The penetration's great. Accuracy is unbelievable. It's dependable. You can measure your recovery in seconds. Go to helixbroadheads.com and check them out. Next, Exodus Outdoor Gear. You can use the code 
TF for 15% off. You can look in on their website and they have the AT&T 4G LTE Rival cell cam. It's a 0.3 trigger speed, 70 feet adjustable detection distance, real-time data, real-time data or data? Do you say data? Data for da sure. Data. Okay. Data sounds more yeah. like sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real-time data and video uploads, no additional cost for HD photos. And you can share your cameras with up to 10 users, which I think is really cool because if you're part of a, a camp, you know, and you want to share like, you know, the pictures where you don't have to be like, oh, here's my, here's my phone, put COVID on it, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can just share where they go to everybody's phone. So, um, also they have the NIS arrows, which is a two, uh, as a 0.204 ID arrow. Um, you can get them in different spines as well. Their spine aligned bu builds, their match grade sorted, uh, match grade sorted, sorted. I can't say sorted today. Match grade sorted components, and they eliminate the guesswork. That's what I'm all about. Eliminate guesswork for me. Uh, five year no BS warranty, and with theft and damage coverage. And lastly, the 4G LTE booster antenna that they offer. So if you have a cell cam somewhere and you cannot get signal or it's just not ideal, you can use this booster antenna to get better service. So ExodusOutdoorGear.com, check them out. Garmin is next. And I said eliminating guesswork. That's where Garmin comes in, you know, into play for me. Uh, they have a holiday sale going on right now. Free shipping on all orders over $25. So anything, if you guys want to watch, which they have watches for style that look cool. They have it for fitness. They're all smart watches. You can get your text, your email, everything to them. Um, tactical hunting uses. They have watches. They have the sights, the A1, the A1i, and the A1i Pro. And they have the InReach Mini. So the InReach Mini is awesome. You can, you know, emergency SOS button. You can stay in touch with anyone from anywhere, even without cell service. So right now, go to Garmin.com and uh, save some money on $25. Anything 25, any orders over $25, you can have free shipping. There you go. Stop trying to talk fast. <laughs> uh, next, Buck Bourbon. Go to buckbourbon.com. Use the code TFP20. They are also, they have a uh, holiday sale going on as well. Um, the Rackhouse ground blinds right now are over 20% off right now. And it comes with free shipping until the end of the year. So if you guys are looking to get into a ground blind, right now they are 20% off and you get free shipping. So do that. They're, they have a lot of mineral and attractant, um, but the food plot seed is what I really, really like. Uh, they have a brassica blend. They have a clover mix and a clover and chicory mix. And right now, the, the distiller's knife kit, it's an eight-piece harvest field kit. No slip comfort handles. Includes a camp, uh, a camping, caping knife, skinning knife, a gut hook, a bone saw, a pen light with batteries included. Long and short gut gloves. So does the distiller's knife kits are really good uh, stocking stuffer. Um, so go there. Use the code TFP20 to save some money because Christmas is coming up. Get yourself, get your either get yourself a gift or your significant other. Get get them a gift. Uh, next, Prime. Uh, G5Prime.com. The all-new RVX series. Stability built-in. They have the center grip riser. Let you it lets you hold on target over sixty percent longer. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, think about it. <laughs> Let's think about you can hold it sixty percent long right now. Think of sixty extra percent. It's pretty nice. That's a lot. You know, uh, they have the core cam, which is the most tunable, accurate cam system on the market. 
the new Picatinny site mount. So that's like a lot of what bow companies are doing now. They're integrating these new features. You have the Picatinny bow, um, Picatinny site mount on the on the riser itself. Uh, adjustable mod draw stops, allowing you to adjust your draw length by a quarter inch if you want. Uh, six different camo options. Uh, they brought back the G fade that they had in the in the in the old days. I should say the old days back in the day. They had like it was a black riser that like when it like faded into a camel pattern. It's pretty slick looking actually. They brought that back this year and up to eleven different solid color options. You can mix and match your limb and riser color. So go to Prime G5Prime.com. Lastly, but certainly not least, America's best bowstrings, quality, perfection, and peace of mind. Premium, platinum, or pursuit series. Tons of different color options. I was trying to, I was trying to do like a, a number today. I don't even know how many different colors are on that color wheel. There is a lot of colors. Too, too many options. Too many. Um, go to americasbestbowstrings.com. Use the code THEFALL to check out those. And, you know, save some money and get your loved one or a friend a new string. So, there it is. Oh, uh, before we do get into it, Tyler just helped me design a new shirt and it is coming to you hot off the press we designed the chili buck shirt so if you guys have listened to tuesday's podcast with my father-in-law we talk about a chili buck we're gonna have shirts coming here hot and it is a badass design so <laughs> thank you very much for helping me design that hey no problem man it's a in-studio designing going on here it was love pretty, it pretty sweet yeah i like it yeah i like it a lot so, um, I think that is, if I remember right, I think that's everything I wanted to say. Today's episode is 364, I believe. And like I said, we're in the studio. So, we're recording a lot of podcasts the next couple of weeks. One Giant Mistakes, we got four on the docket. Actually recording one tonight as we're recording this. We got two next week and then a, and then a fourth one. So, if you guys are, you know, know anybody that has a One Giant Mistake story, I would love to hear it. Um, and let's get them on a podcast. So, that being said, let's get over to segment four. What do, what do we got? What, what, let's 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 kick segment four off. Like, what was the plan? Uh, Texas. Texas. Texas was the plan. Get uh, your mic a little closer to that little suck hole. How's that? Is that better? <laughs> yep, that's good. Uh, no, Texas was the plan, man. Uh, we got invited down to Texas a couple of years ago um, from a from a guy. Basically, I just met through the hunting show. His name was Mark, and uh, last year. He's like, hey man, come down to Texas, come hunt, the, come hunt down here. It's all free range whitetails. It's not, it's not high. It's fence. not high fence. I want to clarify that. A couple people were watching the video saying, hey, what are you guys hunting fenced in deer here? And I don't have anything against it, but we we weren't high fence hunting. It was okay, all free range, free range for sure. Uh, wanted to make it happen last year. Um, was was unable to because we had crazy schedule. You know, a lot of hunts and a lot of different states and stuff like that. So. Um, no, this year I, I seen in my schedule, we hunted five States this year and started in August. So it's been absolutely crazy, but mm -hmm. I seen, I had a gap in my schedule somewhere between Michigan gun season and December 1st. And I, you know, I called him up and said, Hey man, I think I can make this work around this time frame. How, how's this sound? He's like, sounds great. You know, come on out, come hunting. I was planning on bringing, uh, the new intern with me, Brian, mm -hmm. and he was excited to go to Texas and I had to. I had to let him down softly. Like, hey, man, <laughs> my girlfriend wants to go to Texas. You're out. You're out. Sorry, bud. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm sorry about that, Brian. But um, yeah, Lauren Lauren wanted to go. She's like, if you're going to Texas, I've never been to Texas. I want to go. You know? Warm, too. Yeah, it's, you know? it's warm. It's cold here. And 
neither of neither of us, Lauren or myself, have never been to Texas, so it was a whole new experience. Not only getting to hunt there, but just traveling to a state you've never been. Right. Um, so I think we we're both pretty excited to to get down there and do some deer hunting. So what was you know when when Mark brought this up to you, like what was your initial thought on Texas? Because like you said, you know when when if if I was to be like, if there's a panel of 10 people here and I'm like, what do you think of Texas hunting? I'll bet you nine out of the 10 people are going to be like, high fence. High fence. High fence. For high sure. fence. All high fence. Every single you know one what I mean? of them. So like, what was your take on on Texas when you're like, ah, when he gave you the invite and was like, why don't you come down and hunt? I said, is it high fence? Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. it wasn't that. It just, uh, I was like, man, that's awesome. You know, for, first off, he's inviting me down just... Mark and I have a lot in common, whether it's deer hunting. He he hosts um, enduro, hard enduro races for dirt bikes. Okay. Um, he's a little bit older than I am, but he, he rides dirt bikes and he's passionate about deer, passionate about dirt bikes. So it's like me and him just have common interests. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether he's dirt biking or I'm dirt biking, just exchanging some pictures and stuff and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was just him and I basically just hit it off over, you know, you meet people on social media and that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Cause lot, you know, there's a lot of bad things about social media, but I have a lot of good things to say about it too, because I've met some really cool people for sure over social media. Yeah. So yeah, he invited us down and, um, I told Lauren, I said, Hey, he, he's fairly, I mean, I can say he's a stranger, but I have not met this person in, 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 in person. person. Yep. Uh, he seems like a great dude. I've known him for two years over text, like talked on the phone a lot. Like we're just, we have a lot in common. But I said, no promises. We could get down there and it'd be a shit show and we just wasted fuel. I don't, I don't know, you know, and I'm just saying that just to be careful because I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm getting into. Going somewhere I've never been, hunted somewhere I've never hunted before. Um, but Mark is just, I mean, dude is absolutely awesome. Awesome, awesome guy. I went down there with low expectations because I didn't know what to expect. Right. I'd rather be, uh, have, have the bar set pretty low <laughs> than be like, oh, it's going to be phenomenal right. and then it sucked. So, uh, you know, he's like, um, he had a lot of property. I don't know the exact number, but I mean, 2000 plus acres essentially. And it's all leased to hunters other than his personal 500 okay. that he keeps for himself. They've been remodeling a little farmhouse on the property. It, uh, it used to be leased out. Like somebody used to rent it, the house and I don't know if they got evicted or what the deal is, but they went in, remodeled the whole house, just dialed it up. I mean, it's like Joanne Gaines in Texas. Like it's just <laughs> like when you walk in there, I'm like, can I set my bag here? Like it's that nice. Oh, really? Yeah, super nice. And yeah, man, you know, treat it, treat it like it's your own home, and you know, enjoy it here and blah blah blah. And gave us the house to stay in. Wow. Just Lauren and I. And um, yeah, so cr- crazy. Like when we arrived, he was re- uh, hosting a, a, a enduro race. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to talk on the phone, but if you get there, just go to the tower blind and go hunting. I'm like, dude, I haven't met you yet, and you're going to send me into your farm to go hunt. <laughs> uh, and we did. So I was like, and I could, I was on the first phone call I had with him when I was there. He's in a low service area. I'm in a low service area. So I'm pulling into his house or the property that we're staying Hoping on. Hoping this is the one. <laughs> yes, this, this is it. Okay. And he's like, yeah, man, go ahead. tower blind, go ahead. <laughs> Walk down a hundred and then you'll be good. And I'm like, all right, sounds great. Lauren's like, did you get any of that? I'm like, no, something about a tower blind. We'll find it. Yeah. So we went into the the miscellaneous tower blind and awesome buck huts, you know, same thing that you get hunt out of. They don't really need hard shells in Texas. It's not Mm -hmm. that cold. Yeah. My first time hunting out of a Millennium buck hut. Those things are actually pretty sweet, especially for, you know, bow hunting and the way he had them set up. 
a lot of his buck huts and, and blinds and stuff, like tripods, and they're set up on feeders. Yep. A lot of people don't like hunting over feed. Well, it is what it is. There's there's feed in Texas, and that's mm-hmm. what we were hunting over. So I got invited down. I'm not going to say, no, don't don't let me hunt your corn. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, sure, I'll, I'm down here to have a good time, I'm down here to kill That's it. legal. You it, can do it. Like, why not? Yeah. Right, I get it. For sure. I'm, I'm not in competition who has to hunt the hardest to, to have success and feel mm-hmm. success. I'm just down there to have a good time. Yeah. I grind it all year. Well, <laughs> and it, like, this is, you know, I don't want to go too down this rabbit hole, but like, there's so many different ways to skin the hunting cat. Yeah. Like, you know, whether it's legal to bait, whether it's a food plot, whether it's over a scrape tree or a horizontal rub or a, a soybean field or cut, you know, or alfalfa or acorn flat or in the hills or on flat ground or in a ditch or public land, private land. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even going to beat that out. I but who that. gives a crap? Like, just go do you. Right. If As long as you're legal beagle and, you know. Gun, bow, crossbow, handgun, muzzleloader shotgun, or not muzzleloader shotgun, uh, muzzle, what are those, muzzleloader handguns or whatever. Right, you, right. Whatever is legal, go do it and have fun. Have at it, man. And that was my thought. You know, we're coming down, so it was gun season, mm-hmm. and we're bow hunting. So we're already handicapped in, in a way, I guess, if you want to see it as a handicap, because yeah. we, we could have taken rifles down there, and mm-hmm. rifle hunted these deer, Mark would have been fine with that. So wait a second. Did I, what? You can rifle hunt and bow hunt at the same time. Um, no, I'm saying it's well, yeah. You can down there. Yeah, yeah okay, well, gotcha yeah, for sure. I didn't know what the I whole, didn't get what you were. Asking. I didn't know what the season dates. Yeah, were, you I guess. can you can bow hunt in gun season. Okay, for gotcha. sure. And you don't have to wear orange on private land. Oh, really? A lot of people were asking me, "Why are you wearing orange? Why are you wearing orange?" That was the first thing I asked Mark. I said I brought the orange. He's like, "You don't have to wear orange on private." I'm like, "Oh, sweet, that's great." So I didn't have to. That's cool. Um, yeah, because there's a couple people who. You know, kindly call point, you point, out. Pointed that out. A bunch of God bless. Yeah, thank you so much. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's funny that people watch a a twenty two minute segment and and point out what what they identified as incorrect. It's like thank you so much. It's yeah. I don't even want to get into. Yeah, it. let's not. Yeah, skip, let's, let's skip that. Anyways, yeah. so we're down there. We're bow hunting, and there's some corn feeders and stuff like that. And, you know, Mark told me coming down, he said it's that time of the year that you know there's there's does going into estrus. The bucks are starting to rut. Their rut happens really late. It happens like now, like December-ish. Mm-hmm. He's like, but that's like the pre-rut time. So I'm like, cool. If I get down to Texas and it feels like October 25th in Michigan, that's my favorite time frame to hunt. Yeah. Um. So that was perfect. We got down there, hunted, just got covered up in bucks, dude, immediately. First sit, going in totally blind, haven't met Mark yet, sitting in the blind for 20 minutes, bucks popping out, like 100-inch deer, 80-inch deer. Now, tell me this, though, before you get into it, like, what was the criteria? Did you have to have a, did you have to, did he hold you to like, oh, you get, you know, we're, we're managing hard. I want you to shoot like at least this caliber of deer. So that's where, um, you know, Mark was awesome about that. Cause that's always my biggest concern, especially hunting on permission. Somebody who's a deer hunter, somebody who understands age structure and, and trying to grow big bucks. I was like, Hey man, like, is it, is it a one forty minimum? Is it a four-year-old minimum? Like what is the minimum? Cause I don't want to be the guy who does something wrong. Right. Especially on an invite. And he definitely has those criteria on this property. It's his own personal property. He manages it. Like he, he shoots management bucks. He's trying to let bucks get five and a half. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a good, good deal going there. And, um, that was what I asked him. I said, so what's the criteria? And he said, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. His accent is good. Cause he's from Texas, but he's like, man, you come down here. You drive 17 hours, you shoot what makes you happy. And I'm like, I, I get that, man, but I don't want to be the guy. Chili buck. Yeah, chili <laughs> buck. 
you know, I was like, man, I appreciate that a ton, you know, but I, I still try want to try to follow these rules here. Right. And, um, and he's just like, I'm going to tell you again, like, just if, if he makes you happy and he puts a smile on your face and you're going to be happy with him, just shoot him. And that, that almost scares me worse. Cause I'm like, don't want to just do anything wrong. But no, Mark is just so nice. He's like, dude, just, if you're going to be happy, like, again, you're 17 hours from home. Like if you're happy with him, be happy with him. I'll mm-hmm. be, I'll be happy for you. So that was, that was all I could ask for on, on that criteria. It was great. Did he tell you like, Hey, we got this many of, you know, this size bucks rolling around. Like how, how managed was he? Was he pretty dialed? Yeah. I mean, he has a, I'm not going to say farm manager, but almost a consultant. His name is Brandon. I can't remember the name of the company. Sorry about that. But, um, there's a guy who helps him manage this property. Uh, you know, where, where to set the, you know, the access trails and the feeders and, you know, when to feed, how much to feed, what type of feed, what bucks to shoot, which ones not to shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a really, really good system. Okay. Here. And, uh, he, he does have an Instagram name. It's uh, lazy J outfitters. Okay. He has not been outfitting yet, but it's definitely in the works gotcha. that he, he plans on potentially outfitting. Um, so I would say, I, I don't think that was his intention, but more or less me coming in, staying at the house, going hunting was borderline trial runnish. Like what would, gotcha. what would this look like in the real yep. world? And you were a guinea pig. I was a guinea pig. I'm yep. totally cool with guinea, being a guinea pig. And I, and I kept asking him like, are you going to outfit next year? And he's like, eh, I don't know. You know, and it's almost like, I, I don't think he really wants to do a bunch because he knows what comes with outfitting. If you just start taking people's money and sending them out there, well, there goes everything. Mm-hmm. So I think he would rather have less people and more high quality people coming down there that could be a little bit picky and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, no promises, but potentially next year he could be booking out a couple hunts. Cool. Potentially. If somebody was thinking about going to Texas, it, it, it almost have to be a referral. I don't think you could reach out to him. Really? Yeah. And it's, you said, well, for us in Michigan, it's 17 hours, you said? 17 hours. Yep. So it's Northern Texas, about an hour South of Oklahoma. Okay. Free range whitetails. Awesome place to stay. I mean, just amazing for sure. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound too good and 20 people reach out to him and get rejected. <laughs> but so you, you guys drive down there, you're in, you're in the tower blind. Like what, what are we looking at? Bucks are coming out 80 inches, hundred inches. Like what was, what was the time? Cause you did call me before you went down you're like, Hey, have you ever hunted Texas? And I said, yeah, I've been there three or four times filming. I've never hunted. And I told you, I said, everything that I filmed has been high fence. So like my, sample size is like you know and a lot of the stuff that i was there i was there in like december like mid to late december and um the rut was going like crazy but i'll tell you what we'd we'd drive around and get out and walk a little bit and crack the antlers together and you'd have 12 bucks run up on you that's crazy but yeah and i'm like but that to me is not realistic so don't like (laughs) judge it judge it off yeah so like where were you at as far as rut and what were the deer doing then I think the the bucks were if I think it was a lot like October twenty fifth in Michigan about, okay. about what I presumed a lot of that like uh, tending like you know kind of the bucks I were seeing were they some of them the younger bucks were hitting the feeders but the more mature bucks that we seen were not they weren't gotcha. they weren't jumping in the pen um, to to eat off the feeders the explain pen, that though the pen the the pen is to keep hogs off of the protein feeders okay so he he supplement feeds protein to wild animals to try to get bigger horns yep or antlers did you see any hogs no so he he told me a story that um i don't know if it was the neighbor or or how it was they a helicopter hog company come in 
and wiped them out, shot like 160 pigs in like four hours. Wow. And he said that was one of his favorite things about hunting there. He'd go out and he'd see all these pigs and he's like, at least if I don't kill a deer, I get to shoot a pig. And now they're just like non-existent. Like I like wiped them out, which oh. which is cool, but it kind of sucks at the same time because yeah. you used to get to shoot stuff and now you kind of don't. But the ones he does get on camera are giant. Like Really? Yeah. So I, I have, uh, you know, access to the trail cameras and stuff down there and couple nights a pig would come in and these pigs are like dude backs touching the bottoms of the feeders I'm holy like, cow geez. he was saying something uh, i can't remember how many pounds it was like 500 pounds or something got killed across the street or something holy cow yeah it could be wrong on the poundage but big big pigs down there we didn't see any but lauren and i were both saying like hopefully we see one because that'd right. be cool to shoot yeah now what was the train like flat pretty flat this property was dude Texas exceeded my expectations. What I expected this to look like, it was 10 times better than what okay. I envisioned in my head. Uh, the, the closest thing I can relate it to is probably Missouri. Not as not as hilly, but cattle ground. So the, the let's say five, 600 acres I was hunting on, um, he did have cows in there. They run cattle on it. And that's something Mark's involved with too. He's, he's in with some cattle companies and like grazing, like cattle grazing stuff. So he knows a lot about cattle. And uh, he said two weeks before I was headed down, heading down, he was pulling the cattle off this property. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So he's got all the feeders. He's got all the blinds. Everything's set. And there's normally cows in there, but the cows can't get into the feeders anyway. Mm -hmm. But he pulled the cows off. So for, for two weeks, that property just sat untouched, unhunted, unpressured, no cows. So that's a lot of the reason why I genuinely believe when Lauren and I jumped in there that first sit, there was bucks everywhere. I was like, dang, you just jumped into the holy grail here, you know? That's wild. Like, were you seeing anything good? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, there was there was a couple bucks that were, you know, the size of the, the one I ended up shooting for sure. Mm-hmm. Lots of deer. Really? Yeah. And they were just running around, like, chasing does or just the, seeking? or The bucks, the young bucks come out first, jump the fences, um, we're eating off, uh, you know, the corn and stuff like that. So I got to rewind just a little bit to tell you a funny story. Mark, the little bit of the phone call, the cut up phone call I did get on instructions was get a bag of corn and spread it out on the outside of the fence before you get in the blind. Okay. So I don't know if you saw the Instagram video and I was like talking about the corn and that stuff. That I don't little, know if I remember that. Okay. Anyways, I was like talking like, I was like, you just got to throw some corn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do remember that. Doing that. So anyways, that's what I did. I was laughing. I was like, really? Like walk up to the fence and throw some corn out and climb in the blind? Like, man, this goes against everything I know. <laughs> but I'm like, it was kind of funny. Like, I just thought it was funny. I had a grocery bag full of corn. So that's why I shot the video on it. And you know, people don't like that. And that's almost why it makes it funnier. But anyways, 
So I stand at the fence and I'm, I'm throwing some corn out and I'm smiling at Lauren. I'm just like, here we go. And I'm throwing some corn out by the fence and we're just laughing. I'm like, no way a deer will eat off this corn. With me standing here, like, are yeah. you shitting me? Getting the blind. The first buck that comes out, hops the fence. The feeder hadn't went off yet. He's like, oh, sees, sees the corn that I just threw out, jumps the fence, head down 20 yards, eating off the corn. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, it's a tame deer. And it's honestly not tame. It's just non-pressured. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of bucks. That's what it is. Yeah, non-pressured deer. It's like it, another level of non-pressured whitetails, which is which is awesome. That's good. That's cool to hunt that way. So then this this buck comes out and he's eating off your your uh you know your Meyer bag full of corn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what uh how did the, how did that first night transpire then how to go down? Yeah, just uh, a lot of bucks. A lot, lot of bucks there and we kind of just wrapped that first night up. Finally got to met, meet Mark and stuff in person that yep. night, so. Let me ask you this cuz I don't know. How much is a tag in Texas for a non-resident? 310. 310. 310 or re- 320 something like that. And what, and what do you get? So depending, every county in Texas is different. Okay. Every single county. Um, uh, this was, uh, I can't remember the name of the county, but one buck in this county, essentially. And there's other ones that you can shoot, like three or four bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, so I think South Texas is like totally different. Like three bucks. My tag was crazy. It was like buck tag, buck tag, buck tag, doe tag, buck tag, six Osceola turkeys or whatever turkeys are down there. Like it looks like I can kill 20 things and mm-hmm. i'm just like i just ripped my one tag and that's all it used so i don't gotcha i don't know what the the whole deal is but yeah 310 is not that bad for a non-resident no did you see any turkeys no turkeys really nope okay so then um first night you see a lot of deer but like what was going back in that night like back to the house like what was your thoughts like still kind of like man I, I don't know what's gonna happen here but or were you like oh man this is this is going to happen. There's a lot of deer around here. That's kind of what I thought. Again, I'm trying to be uh, realistic about it, you know, just uh, we could have had one of those golden sits and the rest of the sits all suck. You know, mm-hmm. you have that one sit and you're like, yeah, it's going to be easy. Like, no, that's not the case. Like we bow hunted enough to know that nothing's ever really easy. It's just, right. Exactly. Uh, so we knew we were going to put the time in and, and I didn't want to go into the, you know, the first spot and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm screwed now. Like, you know, we had a long trip ahead of us. We didn't plan on Lauren hunting. We planned on just you know, we had a whole week. We just drove 17 hours. Like at what point do you like, all right, this deer makes me happy, but I also kind of want to be a little patient see what's, see what's out right. here. Yeah. So we put the time in the next three, four days and, um, days two and days three, um, we had encounters with a really good buck. I mean, he was just tall. He had short times, but he was tall. I mean, you could tell he was like a forties class buck. Awesome deer, like 110% would have shot this deer. And we moved a ground blind. Mark's like, Hey, the main feeder in this property there's a ground blind, but it's, he pretty much had everything set up for rifle hunters. He does, um, charity hunts with, uh, the church and brings in new hunters and lets some come kill those and stuff. Um, so a lot of the stuff set up for gun hunting at the time. So when we arrived to bow hunt it, it's like, Ooh, stuff's not really in the right spot. If you got to mm-hmm. move a tripod or move a blind, go ahead and move it. We knew we had a long trip ahead of us. So, um, day two, we went in, I think we sat the morning or didn't sit the morning, went in went to the main feeder and I'm like, okay, this is at 80 yards. Let's put this ground blind up here, you know, a little bit closer to the, to the feeder and stuff. If, uh, we can shoot one cool, if not, no big deal, but move the ground blind, which is crazy to me. We're going to move a ground blind and then, <laughs> and then hunt a ground blind. That's without too, it brushed in, without it brushed in, sitting like a turkey field, you know, just like you're turkey yeah. hunting, which is super weird to me. And I told Lauren, I said, they, they might be non-pressured deer, but they're going to be aware of the change. They a hundred percent, they'll be aware of the change. We can hunt it. 
but it's almost like if we see the buck we're in here after, he's either going to skirt us or we're going to have to shoot him on alert. Right. Those are going to be the two options. There's no in between. Little bucks come in. Whoa. They're like, what the heck? You know? And they're like, yeah, that's weird, but it's fine. Jump in, start eating. I'm like, kind of expected that. Some does come out. Does all peg, peg the blind. I'm like, kind of expected that. They kind of skirted the feeder, walked around, and then we seen the big buck. He sees it. He's like 80 yards out and he, he totally skirts. We get good video of him. Awesome buck. I was like, I want to kill that deer. Um, and I'm like, well, let them come in here tonight and eat tomorrow morning, whatever it might be. And, uh, they'll get used to this blind. Just give them one mm-hmm. day, give them one day to come in here and sniff and smell this thing. And they'll be fine with it. Um, so I, we were sitting there, I was going to go somewhere else next morning. I'm like, oh, let's go back to the blind. They already looked at it. And right. then, and then all those deer came in on camera after we left. Did they? So I'm like, I'm sure they're cool with the blind now. Tomorrow morning, if they're in here close enough, they'll, they'll come by. So next morning, we got out there. It's weird hunting mornings, but it's like I said, it's like that October 25th time frame as far as like rutting activity and got set up in the ground blind. Same thing. That big buck that we're in there after does the exact same thing. Comes by 80 yards down the same trail. Um, going the opposite direction, I believe though. Yes, he was because he's going back to bed. And uh, dang, so there's his trail. There's a trail for sure. Uh, so we hunted the morning till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock or so. I'm like, all right, we got to go find a tree over there. I'm going to see if I can find a tree. There's no trees in Texas, in case you're wondering. There's, a, <laughs> there's some big bushes is basically yep. what there is. Yep. And I climbed them with no sticks and no, no tree stand, just got up 10 foot or eight foot. And the tree's like, you know, the size of a softball. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't get a stand in this thing. I can't get a saddle in this thing. Like I could put a stick here and like stand on a stick or something, but right. there's no way Lauren can film. I'll have to self film out of it. I'll have to trim a bunch of this tree to be able to shoot this trail. Like, this ain't going to work. Um, and Mark mentioned there's tripods out there. Go ahead and move a tripod. I'm like, all right, let's try this out. So Lauren and I found a 10-foot tripod that was, you know, just kind of in a different uh, area. And her and I, you know, tipped it over and then carried it. To- I was going to say, is it on skids? Could you skid it or no? No, we, her and I carried it after, really? after the morning hunt. Just, I mean, it wasn't too far, but we got it where we wanted, stood it up. And there was actually an old tripod there, like a tall one, like 15, 16 foot tripod. And it was scary. It looked like it's from the eighties. Then I got in it and it was terrifying and I couldn't sit down and everything was all sketchy. I'm like, no, can't do this. I was like, but this is where it needs to be. And if I put this 10 foot tripod like in it, maybe the deer won't spook so bad. Cause right. it'd just be like, oh, the tripod changed shapes. Like it's still in the same spot, but right. it just changed shapes. So I put this 10-foot tripod there, and I climb up in it, and Lauren's on the ground. I'm in the 10-foot tripod, and I was like, how hilarious does this look? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, every deer within 300 yards can see you. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, perfect. I'm going to hunt this, like, tonight, I think. And she's like, well, I can't come with you. And I was like, that'll be all right. I'll just, I'll hunt tonight. If if he runs his trail, I'm shooting him off this trail. Like, she's like, all right, just come hunt tonight without me. Yep. So you're not around a feeder then? So there is a feeder in the area, but I'm not hunting a feeder. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um you know, the buck wasn't going to the feeder. It was very yep. clear that he had no interest in that and he had does on his mind. Whatever the does were doing, that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thought process going in, thankfully I brought the buck decoy with me. I was like, he is going to see me. Like no matter which way I wrap my head around this, these deer are going to see me. Like Lauren's like, you could see you 300 yards away. I'm st- sticking out. I, I said it like a turd in a punch bowl. I, <laughs> I said it like my buddy Aaron says. And uh, I'm sitting there and it's, oh, anyways, put the decoy out. And everyone's like, why is the decoy so far away? So I put him 30 yards away from me. I got a north wind, so the decoy wind is blowing at me. 30 yards out in front of me, uh, facing towards me. So that way, if that buck come out from behind me, which I assumed he would downwind, if he sees the decoy, I, 
you know, if he's a non-aggressive deer, he'll probably still hang up 10 yards from that buck. Mm -hmm. That was my thought process. Sweet. If he blows him off his feet, that's cool. I'll still shoot him at 30 yards, but I, I don't know if he'll make it all the way to the deer. And, uh, so I set the decoy 30 yards facing me, upwind of me. The does come out early. They come out exactly where they've been coming out and they've thrown a fit. They're blowing and, but they didn't look at me. Yep. I'm like, sweet. We're in the chips here. If they didn't look at me, that's great. Cause I'm sticking out bad. And, uh, I'm sitting there, I look over and this buck pops out and again, I'm 10 foot off the ground in an open tripod and he's at like 10 or 12 yards, dude. Like super. The big one? Just a, just a nice framey 10 point. I don't okay. know. I don't know what buck, buck it is, but he's just chucky tight, dude. He's right there. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, I just, hard to start pounding because it's like, there's a timer that just started. And, oh yeah. And that timer is how long is it before he looks at me, you know? But he, but he's pegged down the decoy and I'm like, oh my goodness, get video of him. I'm kind of looking, um, I, I said in the video, anyone watched the video, but 20 mile an hour winds, 40 mile an hour gusts. It's ripping, dude. I got the tripod, um, that I filmed my hunts with ratchet strapped to this thing <laughs> with a little mini camera arm. And it was, the wind was blowing the camera so bad. I had a gear tie that I tightened the gear tie so it could only move like four inches. Yep. So you can see the whole setup in the video, but. I knew it was going to be really tricky to self-film and kill a buck successfully out of this thing. I, I knew what I was signing up for. It was catastrophe. Buck stops, steps out at like 10 or 12 yards. He's like tight, tight. Sees the decoy, starts to get closer to him, and I'm thinking, what deer is this? What deer is this? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't age these dang things in Texas. They all look like they're fawns. You know, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how old he is. I don't know how big he is. And you know, I got Mark in the back of my head, shoot what makes you happy. And I, I told Mark that night, the Michigan came out of me. I got a little excited, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this buck pops out and I don't know, man, I, my heart was pounding and, and that's why we deer hunt for that, that heart pounding. And we, we get so, uh, caught up in the inch, the inches and the, the age restrictions and all the stuff. And we live for the moment. And that moment was wild. I was in a 10 foot tripod with 40 mile an hour gust hit me in the face. My went, my camera arm blowing everywhere. And you put a big old buck right beside me, and I was just like, "Yes, turn inside out." That's, that's what I like. Let's go, man. This is what it's about, you know. Yep. Uh, goes out there, and I get him on camera. Is he going into the decoy? Like, what's he want to very, do? Very skeptically uh, approaching the decoy, and he hung up exactly how I thought he did. Twenty twenty five yards. He's like, "What is wrong with this thing?" You know, you could tell he might not have been the biggest maturest buck because he wasn't the one I was in there trying to kill. So I know he wasn't. And uh, got him on camera. I go full draw, I bend him back. I know that there's a timer going, so I'm just waiting for this buck to turn and peel out of there. Yep. I go full draw, he's in camera, and then he just like starts to panic. And he, he progresses like backwards where he came from, which is towards me. I'm full draw at 25 yards, and now he's at like, I don't even know, 12, 14, 18, I don't know what he was, close. It looks like he's so close. And I got my bow like up and out. And now I'm like, all right, I can't just put my bow down and shoot because he'll throw everything off, anchoring, all this stuff. I look over on the camera, the camera's just doing this, like he's nowhere near in frame. I'm like, all right, GoPro was set as bailout, like on the whole area, because I actually assumed it was going to be very difficult to get my hand up on a lens and hit record. So like mm -hmm. it, worst case scenario, I'll have the GoPro covering everything in front of me. Full draw right there, whatever he was, let's say 14 yards or something, just, just smoked him, dude. Zippered him. Love, I love that analogy. That was sweet. <laughs> just zippered him. Yeah. Um, as a bow hunter, like you get really excited when your arrow hits its mark. 
because for me, it's been a rough year. Lauren and I both had some ups and downs this year and just some crazy stuff and start doubting yourself. Right. You start doubting your abilities and like, man, do I not know what I'm doing here? <laughs> so to just send one right through the pump house and just hear that pop and the, the big old mule kick and him run off, dude, it was like I shot a 180 inch deer. I was Love like, it. oh my God, you know, I was just so excited. And everyone's like, that's like a three-year-old. Good job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who cares? Who gives a shit? No, I know. Who cares? No, I so know. what, what, uh, first of all, how'd the broadhead do? Measure your recovery in seconds. Yep. That's what I can say about Helix broadheads. And it'll always be the same thing. Not trying to give you a sales pitch or nothing, but, um, how's the blood trail? I didn't need it. <laughs> you know, that, that's a lot of the thing on the last couple of deer I've shot is I was excited and I said, I can actually get excited in the, in the stand for once. You know, I'm excited. Text Lauren, shot one, blah, blah, blah. Climbing down, walk up, bloody arrow. I'm like, this deer's already dead. Mm-hmm. I know he's dead. I'm so confident in that head. You know, you start killing deer with it and you start realizing how quickly they die. Like, right. it's not how far, it is how quickly they're, they're dead. Right. Um, so I called Mark, called Lauren. I said, this buck's dead. And we shot a good buck. And what deer is it? I'm like, I'm not sure. He got me excited. 10 pointer, you know, he was super close and got me excited and throw the arrow back in the quiver and, uh, walked over and he was, he was dead within 60 yards. Oh really? Yeah. He was laying right there. Heart shot? Uh, it was lungs. Was it? Yeah. You love it. Yeah. Love it. So explain him a little bit. 10 point. Uh, I know you don't measure your deer, but what, what would you guess him to be? I don't know, maybe in the 120 range okay, or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, he had a broken off G2, which looks like it would have been, if it matched the other side, it would have been a nice G2, like eight, eight inches or so, something good. Okay. And it was broke right off there at the base, but I don't know. I, I didn't really know what to, to, to guesstimate like this deer compared to other deer. Obviously I've seen a bigger buck in Texas, but he's got me excited. And, and like I said, that's what you live for. And I can't, man, you know, 10 pointer. Probably 110 inch or 110, 120 inch 10 pointer, you know, a little bit spindly, nothing real too crazy, nothing too mesh, just like a standard 10 point buck. Yep. Love it. Having a hell of a year, just like, uh, well, you, you did throw one through the field goal post in Missouri. I did. did. Oh gosh. That was horrible. (laughs) Segment three, go back and watch that or listen to the podcast. Literally throws one through the field goal post. Yeah, that was, that was quite, quite horrible. (laughs) That one's going to stick with me for a while, for sure. Yeah, you'll get that in those big jabs. That's right. So uh, you get the deer taken care of and everything, and, and the plan wasn't really for Lauren to hunt, but since you killed pretty early, you had some days left, so you guys went and got another tag, right? Yeah, yep, that's exactly what we did. We got that buck hanging, and uh, Mark was uh, saying, Lauren, you know, as soon as Tyler kills one, you're hunting, and she, you know, we're kind of trying to be kind, like, no, it's okay. You know, we don't want to kill all your deer. We're here on invite. At and- this point, have you met Mark? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I met, I met him my first day just after yeah. the hunt and stuff. Yep. So yeah, he's like, he was saying, you know, Lauren, you're up next. If Tyler kills one, we got to get Tyler to kill one. Cause you're, you're hunting next and stuff. So when I shot, that's like the first thing he said, sweet Lauren's up to bat. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like she's going to get to hunt, you know? Yeah. And, and she needs like, uh, she needs like a pick me up, you she know, does. she's, she's had a rough one this year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, same thing with her. You start making a couple mistakes and it's like you start second guessing yourself. And yeah. Which are mistakes that still to this day, you and I and guys like you and I make. Like yeah. it's nothing, you know, I think just we've talked about on one of the other, you know, segments that we reviewed is that like she hasn't, hasn't had a lot of time behind the bow. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like you need these more repetition, reps, 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 yes. you know, to, and so that's, that's huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is for sure. It's uh, so yeah, she was up to bat. That was kind of our next uh, our deal is like, all right, Lauren's hunting now, and here we go. Let's do this again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we were uh, next couple of days. We just started hunting, started putting in the time. We started. I went. I wanted to spend a day or a middle of a day, uh, scouting some of more of Mark's property. Like I'm only seeing glimpses of it, and I'm like, dude, I want to see this back spot. I want to see this pond spot. I want to see. And it's so funny. He's like, drive it, drive it all in the truck. You can drive every bit of it. You can drive to every feeder, every stand, every, every you're not going to hurt anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. This is crazy to me. No, I was going to yeah. walk it, you know, but no, we drove it, walked in there. I, I scouted quite a bit, walked, found some big old scrapes, some rubs. I'm like, man, this is cool. Um, yeah, we found a spot that looked really good. It was a spot that didn't have a camera on it at the time. No, he runs a lot of cell cams. This one did not have, or I had a camera, but it was dead. It's been dead for a while. And he's like, I've always liked this back spot. spot. It's had some good deer in it. So we're like, all right, let's check this out. And it's the furthest spot from the road, furthest spot from the farmhouse, like really way back tucked in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm sure it's going to be good. Went in there first night and just seen a bunch of deer. It's exactly like it's been every single sit, just does and bucks just piling out. Feeder goes off and the deer come running. Like dinner bell, here, here we come, right. <laughs> you know. So um, like you said, Lauren needs to pick me up and we're – hunting a feeder a corn feeder the corn feeder is 30 yards from the buck hut and i'm like this is exactly what we need we need a low stress situation for lauren to kill a buck to be successful boost the confidence you know you know we're there for the experience too but this would be really good for her to like shoot a good deer hit where it's supposed to hit right stuff like that and um yeah so that night we went in with lauren saw a ton of deer a couple bucks this one buck in particular, um, he was blind in it, on his right eye. And I said, oh, Lauren, look at that buck. He's blind. It's, it's a pretty good buck. You know, he's probably that 120-inch deer, maybe maybe like 115 to 120 because he's an 8, not a 10. Like, either way, he's a good buck. He, his body's bigger than the deer I shot. Like, mm-hmm. there's no doubt he's drastically larger. And he comes in, head down in the feeder, and Lauren and I are like, and Lauren elected not to shoot him. She's like, no, we've only been sitting for a little while. Let's wait and see what else comes out. Mark says there's big bucks back here. And we saw so many deer, man. Like, I would say we've seen six, seven, eight bucks that night. Really? And, and the majority of them come in range. And she was, like, being picky all of a sudden. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> She's like, Mark's showing us pictures of big bucks, like, you know, bigger than the one you shot and bigger than the ones we've seen. Like, why are we shooting one of these? I'm like, because we're from Michigan. We're 17 <laughs> hours away from home. Bird in the hand, hon. Start sending arrows. What's yeah. going on here? So she was being picky. It was kind of funny. I'm like, what the heck? Like, here, shoot this thing. And she just didn't want to. Yeah. So f- fast forward two days. We actually uh, stayed there for Thanksgiving, which was really cool, too. We ate Thanksgiving with Mark and Mark's family. And- oh, cool. That was really cool. It made us feel like, you know, we were at home and just mm-hmm. really great people, man. I can't say enough about, about those guys. Just awesome. But yeah, so after Thanksgiving, you know, we got done eating, had some pie. We we're like, all right, we're going hunting right now. It's like 2.30, 3 o'clock. We got a boogie. So we get geared up real quick. Still smell like turkey and Thanksgiving, but the deer don't care apparently in yeah. Texas. Yeah. So we go out back to the buck hut, same spot. And she's like, I, I probably would shoot that that blind buck if he comes back in. I'm like, yeah, you're crazy not to. I don't know why. He's the size of the one I shot, maybe bigger. So yeah. I don't know what you're trying to prove here. But um, she's like, I'll shoot him. At, she's like, honestly, I'm just a little scared if he's at 30 yards. Like, I don't want to make a bad shot. I just came off a mistake. I don't want to wound a deer, especially at marks on permission. She's like, it's just never been so important to me to, to make a good shot. I don't want to make another bad shot on a deer. Yep. 
And I'm like, all right, we'll stop saying we don't want to make a bad shot. Let's say we're going to make a good shot. We're going to execute. We're going to hit. You know, it's just psychology stuff that we're working on. You know, like, is the deer going to react? Is his head up? Is his head down? Let's read the body language. The nice thing about being in a buck hut, that's her and I can communicate really well. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? You know, okay, yep, head, head's up. Okay, yep, legs back. You know, we can talk on that stuff. I want her to learn it all, you know, because there's going to be times that she has encounters on big deer without me. Right. And I can't coach her through the moment. So she has to learn for herself. But this buck comes out and he comes The blind out, buck? The blind buck. He comes out early, dude. Like we've been sitting for like an hour. He, boom, pops out, jumps the fence, 30 yards. And I look at her. I'm like, there's your boy right there. It's early. And she's like, I'm going to shoot him at 30. I'm like, all right, let's do it. We, we shot at the house. We're good at 30. We, mm-hmm. You know, we're confident here. Let's just, let's make it happen. I said, she started getting worked up. I can hear it. And I said, we got a job to do. We'll get excited afterwards. You know, I'm just telling her the stuff I tell myself. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a job to do. And uh, he's right there, 30 yards. And he's, he's, you know, perfectly broadside, head down in a feeder. Like, this is the chance Lauren needs to shoot this deer. I'm like, whenever you're ready, go ahead and full draw, you know. She goes full draw, and I'm, like, pretty much talking to her full draw. Like, you know, back off that shoulder a little bit. We don't want to hit the shoulder a little bit low. He's probably going to react just a little bit. I think we said that before she went full draw. But right as, dude, finger on the trigger, I see it. out Because I'm no tripod. I'm just filming hands-free because yep. I could be, like, way over to the one side. I see that her finger go on the trigger, and I'm anticipating the shot. And at the exact moment I'm anticipating the shot, the buck walks, like, fast. And, and you can hear <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what just happened. She she was about to oh, break yeah. the shot, and he took off, or he just took a step, a fast step. Yep. And she knew immediately from you know mistakes and stuff in the past. She put the boat on immediately. We got to go through this process again. There's no point of waiting full draw. Right. I'm glad she's learning this stuff. <laughs> but I can hear her just, oh, you know, like <laughs> it's okay, it's all right. He's he's gonna he's, we're gonna wait for our opportunity. You know, she sets her bow back down on her foot, and we're waiting, we're waiting. He comes back in, head down. So now he's on the blind side, which I'm not factoring in. And I told her to aim low, you know, because I'm like 30 yards. He's gonna react a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just aim a little bit low. She goes full draw again, and uh, I'm like right there at that other. I'm telling her at that other leg because he took a, like a half step. You know how you can expose the yep. other side of the animal's leg, and um, like just a little bit low. She shoots. I see the arrow. Absolutely hit its mark. One hundred and ten percent. Whap. Which it's a little bit low, and this buck did not react at all. Oh man, because he's blind on that side. I, oh. I didn't think that he was not. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I told Lauren, I'm like, he didn't react, and she's like, well, yeah, he's blind on that side. I'm like. Oh my gosh. Oh. Like, I'm trying to teach her these lessons, where to aim, how a deer is going to react, leg forward, head up, all this stuff. She aims a lot. We, that you don't account for the deer being blind, yeah. not, not reacting. Right. Typically right. the deer would have reacted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the shot looked a little bit low. Buck jumps the fence, runs out like a bat out of hell. And I'm trying to film him. And I'm like, Lauren, you smoked him. He's going to go down right there. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, he's smoked. I'm filming, I'm filming, I can't see him, and I see a deer go running, and I follow the deer, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I thought, I'm like, how did he just go running? Like, how, I, you smoked him, what the heck? Well, my, my dumbass followed a doe that went running, <laughs> not the buck. Her, her buck is tipped right there, and I didn't know. Oh, gosh. So we're playing the shot, we're watching the video. Man, I don't know, I don't know, the shot looks low. You know, and then we start panicking because we've had these bad instances happen. <laughs> 
we need to give him time. We need to give him overnight. You know, we just start getting nervous and we go back and Mark's like, no, you just go get him. He's dead right there. And, you know, I called, called a couple people and we're watching the shot over and over. And it's just like, that deer's dead. Mm -hmm. He's seriously dead. You smoked him. You said he was going to tip. And then you just, I thought he ran off. So that's yep. what, that's what changed everything. Went back in there. He was dead right there. He was like 50 yards, like ran 50 yards. So my that's deer, wild. my deer went under 60, her deer went under 60. Again, didn't look for blood trails on either, either of them because the deer's sitting right there, right dead. Yeah. Dead in seconds. What helix is she shooting? The FJ4. FJ4. What grain? 100, same as me. 100. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Like it, you know, those heads alone, I'm knock on wood. Yes. I'll do it with you. I'm a hundred percent with them. Like they've yeah. been great for me. And, um, you know, I, I just, I love them. I love them. If, if you guys literally are thinking about trying a different head or trying a single bevel or trying a fixed blade, I just recommend giving them a shot. Yeah. Uh, and you can even go on and order one broad head, S from single head. a single head to, they have this like, try it, try it out kind of thing, you know? And if you like it, then you can get more, but yeah, it that's awesome and good for her. the The shot looked great. The footage was awesome. Yeah, sinks right in there, and uh, that had to have been a huge confidence boost for her. It was, man. Uh, you know, when the deer ran off, she was like immediately, like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I mean, it's not on the video, but just pure tears. You know, immediately because she's like, "Oh my goodness, did I just wound him? Are we not going to find it?" You know, all right. the, all the doubt just like tidal waves you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so for us to walk up on that deer, she was just so excited and. Rebuilt the confidence and, you know, it's shot her bigger, biggest buck she's ever shot with her bow. So that's it, awesome. Very cool. That's awesome. Good for both you guys. Yeah. Well, sweet, man. So segment four is live as of a couple days ago. So everybody go to YouTube on the Rise Hunt and uh, check out segment four. And if you guys don't mind, tell a friend about it too. I mean, Tyler, like I've said it before, he's done amazing work. As far as production goes and everything, they get on awesome deer, great footage. Not let alone, I mean, the guys that is doing it with them, Nick and Isaiah and Michael as well. They've been on uh, the podcast. I think all of them. I think oh, yeah. Isaiah even got on yep. the one from TAC a couple of years ago. So yeah, I mean, all these guys have been on a podcast at least once um, with us. And I know we'll should get them in here. All you know, we need to to like to, a year end one. Year or end one. Yeah, we need to get that in studio kind of just get a little bull session going so that'd be really cool but yeah it would that's awesome man well congratulations i say we'd let her rip here it's been about an hour yeah sure thing man thanks that's again awesome. for having me on and uh yeah these are cool kind of just get to take the people who have and haven't watched the video you know kind of mm -hmm. more behind the scenes and and kind of get like i don't know more more details i guess yeah how many more segments are you gonna have this year I mean, we we're shooting for seven was kind of our goal every year. We shoot for seven segments, a hundred days broke out in, into seven segments We're we've been behind all year just mm -hmm. because we've had some like, you know, failures and just stuff like that and making mistakes. And, um, we've definitely killed less bucks this year than we have in the last couple of years. So that makes it difficult. Yep. And we're trying to produce, uh, an int interesting series and, you know, if we're just struggling and not killing deer and seeing does it's like yeah we want to be real but we also want the show to be entertaining yeah so we've uh we've just been pushing back deadlines on segments and just trying to try trying to kill some deer try to get some interesting stories they don't always have to be positive they can be catastrophic like missouri that's mm -hmm. fine too it's it's, oh, yeah. it's entertaining so yeah um yeah we're just gonna keep grinding out here to the end of the year hopefully we can get seven segments out is is the goal i got got missouri coming up here in a week going back to missouri late season hunt yep. over some beans 
Nick has got North Dakota coming up soon. He's heading to North Dakota. Awesome. Um, Isaiah's still hunting Michigan and Ohio. Michael's still hunting Michigan. So yep. there's there's still a lot of a lot of tags left to fill. We we are running out of time though. Definitely. Love it, man. Yeah. I love it. It is it is like it seems like a ticking timer, like ready yeah. to go off. Like here's the end, you know? Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's it's scary. <laughs> you know? It is. It's like you wait for it all year and then it's here and it's gone in a flash. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that that's the thing too. It's like if you don't hunt right now, like if there's days where you're like, ah, oh, I can hunt, I'm free, and you don't, man, season's gonna be over and you're gonna wish you did. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to get back out. I'll tell you that. Like I wanna get the bull back out and whether it's a doe or whether it's a you know nice buck comes by, I'm ready to like sink another arrow in one. That, <laughs> I can tell you that. That's right, man. We we just got to watch over some of your footage from the recovery yeah. of no go and mm-hmm. seeing us at the truck watching that footage is so sweet. Just oh, it is. Watching that shot, I love it. I it's love so it. so sick. Well, thank you very much, man. Um, everybody out there, thank you for listening and all the downloads. Go to iTunes, leave a five star rating, leave a written review. Go to YouTube and search the rise hunt and subscribe and watch all the shows it, that'd be greatly appreciated so we will be here next time on the fall podcast